Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of our podcast. In this new series, we will be talking about purpose. Did you know you were made for this? You might be wondering, made for what? Keep listening and you'll find out. Uh, how you guys doing? Okay, how are you really doing? There you go. That's the truth that I want to hear, right? Testing, yeah, EOCs, FSAs, all that stuff. Chemistry, AP, AP music. Anybody here in the AA program or AAA program? Yeah. I don't know, AAA program, I think, or something like that. It's one of those programs. Um, so y'all, y'all, uh, anybody gone to prom already? Who's gone to prom? Yeah, some prom members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I was one of those uh, freaks that never went to prom. So uh, yeah, pray for your boy. You know, I, I, I never had the date, man. I was always like, please come to prom with me, please. What? Now I have Raf. Yeah, <laughs> now I can take her to prom. If any of you guys proms accept us, like you know, just let us go over there, please. Yeah, or we'll have a prom. You guys want to prom it next? Would you guys be down? Okay, cool. I guess I see. I I see where you guys are at. All right. Um. So you guys had fun last week at uh, small groups. Yeah. Wait. How many people were here last week for small groups? Okay, that's why. Yeah. Now, for the people that were here, did you guys enjoy it? Did you guys have fun, right? We kind of did the, yeah, the food, right? That's like the best thing to, to like. Um, for those of you guys that weren't here last week, we were at Gateway Plaza over here. So we had Chipotle, Cold Stone, Tropical Smoothie. Uh, nobody went to Wing House, and you never go to Wing House, please. Never. No, I, I'm, I'm legit, man. Don't go to that place. If you want wings, they have some in Publix on the cold frozen aisle. You buy some wings. All right, cool. Um, now, how many of you guys were here with us two weeks ago? Two, so basically, the person standing on here was Pastor Edwin. How many of you guys are here when he was up here? Yeah? Okay, cool. Now, uh, what do you guys, um, what do you, what do you uh, call our, our series that we're in, which isn't that one. So if you're reading it, that's... Yeah, cool. Made it for this, right? Uh, what is it about? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Now, do you guys know why that's so important? Because we were made for this? Yeah, man. That's why it's important. Um, so uh, just to refresh you guys, right, uh, our pastor very lovingly and caringly came over here last week, and uh, he was uh, speaking to you guys, right, about purpose. So how important it is, why we should probably, um, you know, make an effort to find it. I'll give you guys a little bit of a, of a memory jolt, right? So this is something that we're given before we're born. Ringing any bells, anybody? Yeah. Something that we're given before we're born, something that God puts inside of us, right? He makes us with a purpose. And then there's a really important day, which is when we discover our purpose, right? How many of you guys know for sure what your purpose is? Purpose, like for sure, right? Okay, cool. I got two people. That's awesome. Everybody else is like, I suck. <laughs> I don't have a purpose. Um, oh, by the way, sorry. I was also part of that group. Um, I'm also on, on that journey. And, and when I was in your position, right, of like, the heck is so important about purpose, bro? Like, 
doesn't really make a difference, right? I mean, I'm still going to live. I'm still going to do my career. I'm still going to have a family. What's the whole point whether if I discover it or not, right? Um, so I wanted to kind of share a little bit about my story uh, when it came to purpose and how I discovered mine. And then I want to kind of uh, go into uh, the message of today, and, and I want to call it practical purpose, okay? Um, practical meaning that you guys will see as I, as I read um, and as I go through my list of notes and, and my scripture, why it's so important to have it, like why we're emphasizing it so much, but also why it's important for you guys to take your time to be intentionally looking for it, okay? Yeah? Everybody's so serious today, man. It's like normally you guys are like, oh my God, look, it's so weird and jumpy. <laughs> there you go, see, like that. Um, cool, so my uh, purpose testimony, right? So I think I searched for my purpose about maybe like a year and something, maybe two years, ever since like I knew what the heck it was. And then, you know, I was on a roller coaster because I thought I knew my purpose. And then I got slapped up in the face and it's like, that's not your purpose. And I'm like, great, I'm depressed now. What do I do? And uh, yes, that was my purpose, to become a Shia LaBeouf. No. Um, you'll, you'll see why we have those pictures up uh, soon, right? So about a year and a half, too, uh, and I go to a conference. They have it in Dallas every year. Uh, it's by this church called Gateway, and they're really awesome. They do, like, they blow up, man. Like, you do not expect for a church to be like that, but... They have the concert and the parties and the, what's it called, the, the messages are also really powerful. So it's the third night in that conference and we're deep in worship. They always end the nights over there with a the worship night and it's great. Um, and we're over there just, we're, we're going hard, man. The, 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 um, the talker, the speaker of that night, he actually made a call and he's like, hey, anybody who's suffering, anybody who's in pain, of certain, you know, diseases and mental illnesses come to the altar. And, bro, like, pff, I kid you not, man, like, what, if, if, if we were to, like, do it over here, this whole front row and, like, the three rows of the chairs would be filled. Like, all kids just like, yo, I'm messed up, I'm screwed up, help me, please, I need, you know, help. And it's powerful, you know, to see that image. It's powerful to know that you guys can be facing the same thing. It's powerful to know that... Um, we all struggle, and that we all, no matter how old we are, we feel um, we feel the attack of illness, right? I don't know if some of you guys have ever had to go through a, a mental illness or physical illness or some form of diagnosis, but it's tough, right? Um, I think I've never had one, and, and I thank God for that, but I mean, I see the people, right? And I see people's reactions when these types of conversations are sparked up and, and they've, you know, been through that. So we're there and, you know, we're praying for all these kids, man. And <laughs> in that moment, I decided to just go down to my to my knees, you know, and, and, and keep in mind, this is like, by the way, in tighter seats than these. So I'm over here like trying to curl up halfway, you know, like, uh, like trying to get over here in a little comfortable spot. Um, and then in that moment, I just start praying for these kids, right? So I'm, I'm praying and I'm saying, God, any form of oppression, any form of, you know, lies that they've adopted, any form of, um, any form of attack that they're feeling, free them from that, you know, bring your peace over it. And, and as soon as I said that word, man, like, I kid you not, man, it's like, if, have you guys ever, uh, 
You guys have house keys, right? You guys got your little house keys? It's literally like, you're like, you, you jam the key, right? And as soon as you open it, none of you guys leave your AC running or sometimes it's running. And when you open, you feel like there's just like, like breath of fresh, nice cold air, right? Especially here in Miami where it's unbearably hot. Uh, and it felt like that, man. In that moment, like, I felt like if somebody had opened the door from inside of me and if, like, from the inside out, man, it was just this refreshing of, like, oh, oh, like, I made it. And I was like, okay, that was weird. Never really felt like that. You know, people never really tell you, yeah, when you find your purpose, bro, fire is going to fall down from the sky and people around you are going to die. And, like, no, like, that never happens, right? So that happens. And, and it's just a feeling, man, that you know. Like, you know when you know, you know, you know, yeah, right? Like, you can't explain it. You're just like, dude, it is what it is, man. Like, I'm sorry, you know. Um, and in that moment, you know, I, I realized it's like, oh, my God, like, God has made me to be a peacemaker. And as soon as I, as I like, affirm that in myself, I'm like, Alex, you are a peacemaker, man. Wherever you go into, to the youth that you speak onto, to um, the people you minister to, you're reason for living is to bring peace into their lives, to bring, um, to make a storm into a calm lake, you know, to make a, um, a tornado seem like, you know, just a breeze and like nothing's happening, right? You guys ever see the movie Twister? Anybody here seen Twister? All right, cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So basically to make that whole scene, but just make it look like way less crazy and hectic. Um, so when, when I found out, you know, my, my purpose, like, I was like, great. I found it. I found it through intense looking for God. I found it through intense seeking for God. Um, I had to look for it, right? It's not something that's, that's just given to you on a silver platter. And, and I was having thoughts about this, and I thought to myself, God, why is it that we just, why don't we just know our purpose? Like, why is it that we can just be like, hey, like, God, show me my purpose? And he's like, here you go. Um, and I was thinking about it, and, and I genuinely feel like I came to the conclusion of, we wouldn't value it as it should be, and we wouldn't realize how important it is if there wasn't a sacrifice that needed to be made to get it. And with that being said, I want to show you guys, or I'm sorry, tell you guys the sacrifice that is so urgent for this, for your generation, right? You guys are mostly millennials and Gen Zs, by the way. If you guys didn't know, now you know. Um, and I was looking up, man, I was, I was looking up the statistics because it's really important to know who I'm dealing with. And you guys know what millennials are often referred to as? The anxious generation. Which means that, what, maybe like 75% of you in this place, so literally if I draw like a little square right here, 75% of you are suffering through some form of anxiety or some form of depression. When you talk about percentage in the U.S., right, People who apparently say that they're good, right? So these are, the percent that I'm about to tell you are people that say like, hey, like, I feel like I'm in good health, you know? Like, I don't really have any struggles. I don't really have any form of, you know, mental illness. I'm, I'm good, you know? And for Gen Z, 45% of you say that you're good. The other uh, 55 say that there's something going on. Um, and for millennials, it's 56% of you. So the other 44 Right? Can anybody correct me on my math for that one? Uh, yeah, it'd be really embarrassing, right? I'm a math tutor, and it's like, what's 100 minus four, uh, 56, right? 44. Um, so that means 44% of you are suffering. 
are in some form of pain, are in some form of um, hurt, you know, and, and it's sad to know that. It's sad to see that you guys have, and, I, and, I, and when I say you guys, I don't mean that you do it like, yeah, like, of course, when people call me that I'm a good for nothing, yeah, man, I believe that, lay it on me, or like, oh, when people say that uh, I'm worthless, or that, oh, people say I'm stupid, or I'm dumb, or I, I'll never be enough, or, you know, does anybody feel the tension right now? Right? You don't have to raise up your hand, but let me, let me affirm you. If you feel tension, at the end of this message, there's hope. At the end of this message, there's opportunity. God doesn't create tension and leave you in tension. He wants to resolve your tension. He wants to bring peace to that area. Everybody with me? Silent, man. Somebody's getting preached to tonight. Um, almost 75% of teens, and these are the ages 13 through 17, middle school all the way up to about to graduate high school, maybe like a junior. Unless if you failed like a year, you know, then. <laughs> Just saying, man. <laughs> We've all been there, man. You know, I didn't do good this semester. I had to repeat the grade, you know. 75% uh, of teens, man agree that depression and anxiety are active problems in their lives. You guys know what depression is, right? You guys know what anxiety is, right? Not feeling worthy enough, not feeling like you're, you have meaning, purposeless, feeling like if you're not made for this, that life is too difficult. Um... And, and obviously, you know, you can cut the tension in, in this room, you know, with a knife. And, and I know that you guys, you know, are, are identifying and hearing the words that come out of my mouth. Um, and more than anything, I wanted to show you a couple of examples, right? So the middle of being able to kind of break up that tension and kind of go giving you guys a little bit of, of relief, right? How many of you guys have heard of Samson in the Bible? Anybody? All right, what is he mostly known for? Strength, right, right? Yeah, macho man for my guys. And how many of you guys know the name Samuel in the Bible? Okay, cool, we also know Samuel, right? Um, now, what was Samuel known for? Do you guys kind of, hmm? Yeah, definitely a prophet. Anything else? Huh? I can't. He what? Live this purpose? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, but obviously some of you guys probably don't even know the story. So I kind of want to um, kind of want to bring it uh, to light. Uh, we have uh, our lovely Samson representing us tonight. Uh, Jason Momoa, right? This is this is a, a modern day uh, Samson, just letting you guys know. And uh, for those of you guys that know more of the story, that's uh, Delilah or Delilah, right? The, the future lady of his. Um, and then we also have our Samuel, which he will be showing up now. He actually already made an appearance. There we go, yeah. Our, our, our Shia LaBeouf. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I kind of want to illustrate with you guys right now. Can we go back to Samson, please? Um, what are some of the characteristics you see about Samson? Imagine, okay, imagine this dude without a shirt is what I'm trying to say. 
Yeah, hair, what what else, man? When we talk about that body, he's like ripped, eight pack, maybe 12 pack, I don't know, you know, he might be a mutant. Um, so this dude, you know, yeah, he's 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 buff, man, you know, he's got it. And he's got, you know, his lady right there too, and I'm pretty sure that they're living happily ever after, whatever. Uh, and then if we go back to Samuel now. Yeah, Sam. Did oh God, we lost Samuel. Okay, cool. No, I thought we lost him. Um, what do you guys notice about Samuel? Does he really have like anything crazy popping out? You know, any visuals? Any? Uh, thank you. He kind of looks like me. Oh God, I've never felt so affirmed in my life. I look like Shia LaBeouf. Um, so <laughs> thank you. Okay, we're past the conversation that I look like Shia LaBeouf. Um, so. Nothing really too crazy, right? You're just kind of young dude, right? Rocking the over jacket, you know, pose. And I wanted to kind of uh, illustrate this for you guys because I want to talk about their lives real quick, right? So Samson, we said he's known for strength. Do you guys know what happened to Samson in the end of his story? Yeah, he died, man. But so did Samuel, man. Like, we all die, you know? It's like, there's nothing crazy about that. Hmm? His girlfriend betrayed him, right? Which is Delilah, right? Hmm? His vision, right, becomes gone. Anything else? Uh, he crushes the temple, yeah. Loses strength, right? Does anybody know how he loses his strength? Cool. Cool. So we, we kind of know the story, right? So big buff dude uh, likes to live life however he likes to live. And uh, he ends up basically becoming in love with this girlfriend of his called Delilah. And she's obviously trying to, like, do a little bit of spying and saying, hey, give me the secret to your strength. He plays around and says, like, no, I'm just joking. Oh, I, I, what I told you was a lie, blah, blah, blah. And then in the end, he ends up telling her, hey, it's my hair. It's never been cut. Once that thing is cut off, he loses strength. Right? It, the, the Bible actually says that the spirit of the Lord left him in that moment. Um, and then when we look at Samuel, right? So Samuel is mostly known for being a prophet. Um, you know, for what else? Anything with David, maybe? And Saul, David and Saul? No, nobody knows about that? Okay, so I'll explain a little bit more about Samuel because that's where we're a little bit hazy. So Samuel is a prophet, and uh, he is uh, trained by Eli. He's another prophet, another crazy dude in the Bible. Um, and basically, he uh, gets told by God to go anoint a uh, king for, for, for uh, Israel, right? Now... By the way, he anoints two kings. Sorry, Saul first and then afterwards uh, David. But I want to focus right now on something that you guys both, uh, for both of these characters, you guys skipped. And it's really important. These are both considered judges, okay? When you guys see Law and Order, like uh, Judge Judy, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen Judge Judy, right? What is, what is her job, right? She's supposed to what? She sees uh, a situation, and she needs to bring order to it, right? She says either you're guilty or you're guilty, but one of you guys is in the wrong here, and we're going to need to fix it, right? So we all know kind of how the judge works. And these guys are called to be judges, okay? Now, when we look at their stories, okay, Samson is more of a fighter. He tends to do his judging through fighting, right? So this guy's a warrior, if we, if we go back to, to Samson, we'll, you know, you see his muscles, you see his, his power, and he, um, he defeat his enemies, right, with 
force. Right? He was super famous for killing Philistines, and he was super famous for being a warrior, for chopping off heads. You know, I think uh, he beat somebody with the jaw of a mule or something like that. Like, it's crazy, bro. This guy is hardcore. Okay, he got attacked by a lion and he defeated the lion. Okay, now when we looked at Samuel, this guy, he's anointing, but this guy does something very important that Samson never did, and it's that he judged over Israel. Samuel took a time and he said, you know what? These people are asking me for all these things. God, you're telling me something else. So you know what? What should I do here? And he maintained this connection with God saying, hey, you know what? I need to listen upstairs so that I can fulfill what God has called, what, what, what God has given me um, the task to do or the reason for my living, right? And when we see that these both are supposed to be judges, what's the main thing? In Samson's case, is he judging or is he killing? And in Samuel's case, is he judging or is he killing? He's judging, right? But they're both called to be judges. How does that make sense? So the, the, one of the major things that I want to get to you guys tonight is Samuel knew his purpose. Samson knew his passion or knew his strength, knew his quality, his hobby. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. But it's so important, guys, that you do not mix up anything that excites you or is a passion to you or is a hobby to you or that you're just good at, right? How many of you guys, I don't know, are in a sports team here at school or whatever or in the dance team or in the musical uh, orchestra or in IT, you know, if you're good with technology, things like that. Whatever it is, that, hmm? IT, IT, not ET. We're not talking about ET phone home. Um, so God gives us all a lot of talent, right? But he also gives us purpose. And the importance of this, guys, is that we understand to differentiate purpose from talent, because you guys mentioned at the end, right, Samson being strong, he loses his strength, he becomes blind, he gets betrayed, he gets persuaded, he gets attacked and taken hostage by Philistines. Is that the life that we want to live? Right? I don't know how many of you guys ever want to be like in the fourth Taken movie, but <laughs> that's not where we want to be at, okay? But then we look at Samuel's life, and he knew it, man. He knew that he had a lot more talents that he could do. He knew that he had a lot more inside of him that he could do. But instead, he chose to say, you know what? I know why I was made. I can do a whole bunch of things, but why is to have this connection with God and his people. God can call you guys to be judges, man. I don't know in what areas, and I don't know how he'll define that. But when you understand that there's a difference. With, okay, here's the perfect example. I like to play the piano. God made me to play that piano. My purpose for living is to play that piano. Can anybody else play that piano? So my purpose just doesn't feel that special anymore. Now I'm questioning because I thought my purpose was over here to lay my hands on these sweet, beautiful keys but anybody can come up over here and just start it could be like 
anything random, right? It doesn't have to be like something beautiful or, or amazing. But I need to understand that there's a talent in my life and there's a purpose in my life. And that, yes, my purpose can flow through my talent. Maybe when I play or maybe when I speak or maybe when something happens, peace just comes over everyone. I pray to God, you know, hopefully, because that's what he's called me to do. That's what he's made me for. But if I only focus on that, I'm going to live a very sad life. I'm going to live a very meaningless life. Because I'm going to say, well, pff, my purpose isn't anything. My purpose doesn't separate me from everybody. If anything, my purpose makes me more like anybody else who can play the piano. And there's no difference. There's no, in the word, it says that God has set you apart from everyone. And that meaning of setting you apart, that is something that only you can provide to this world. That action of God equipping you guys with something that I cannot do what German will ever do. Only he can fulfill that. Whatever it is that God has created him to do. I cannot do what Diego has been made for. I cannot do what Vale has been made for. First of all, she's a girl. I'm a guy. That's just not going to work, man. Like... And second of all, she has a purpose. You all have individual and unique purposes. Something that only you guys can fulfill. And that God said, man, you know what? I need, bro, for these kids to be those generation shakers, if I could call that. Luchi said something so beautiful while we were here praying for you guys. And it was that you see how 75% of, of this generation is depressed. Imagine how much potential is in every single person that is suffering through this, right? Because we know that these are spiritual attacks. You're not meant to live with depression. You're not meant to live with anxiety. You're not meant to live with this constant fear behind your back of, oh my God, should I live another day? Should I not? I don't feel worthy enough. I feel like I'm drowning. I'm getting another panic attack. God doesn't make you guys to suffer. God makes you guys to free people from suffering. But first, you need to free yourself. You need to allow yourself to be spoken to, to be affirmed. Guys, two weeks ago, Pastor was saying something so profound, and it's that this generation if you don't believe me, and, and uh, I'm sorry, if, if you don't believe what I'm about to say, the statistics say it for themselves. This generation believes more in the father of lies than in the father who created you. This generation is more focused on believing what Instagram has to say in Snapchat. Or TikTok, if you even like, oh God, TikTok is the worst, man. God, that thing... It takes me off, man, because it's like it wants to be Vine, but it'll never be Vine, man. Yeah, yeah. Yes. If we had a drum ready to go, but um, Seattle, you should just go in there and do Okay. Um, but, but back to this, you know, 
and I and I am thankful that you guys can you know can can make that comment, right? I I don't want you guys to feel like if I'm attacking you, if anything, feel the urgency and the worry that I feel for you guys. I would, man, it would blow my mind to see that the people who I'm staring at right now would be the people that can cause a difference in this world. That 20 years from now, 30 years from now, I'll see you guys on the news saying, this person freed uh, Syria from all its war, and this person freed North Korea, and this person was able to bring peace, and this person was able to, to connect divided nations. But if we don't take the time, and if we don't look for it, and if we don't realize that there is power in here, man, I'm going to repeat it again just because this is crucial, guys. Miles Monroe, pastor mentioned him, and, and he says, the treasures of the world, the riches of the world are found in graves. People that die with ideas, people that die with creativity, people that die with books and plans and engineering. You know, I sometimes think, God, what if a baby who's about to be aborted, is going to be the answer to cancer in this generation, man. What if a baby that is about to be given life could have the keys to be able to, to achieve peace or to achieve connections or to achieve miracles, man, in this world where so many people need them? But sometimes we get selfish. We get self-centered and we think, oh, I'm, I'm over here, life is tough, and life is, yes, life is tough, and life is difficult, but imagine those that aren't even given this opportunity. Imagine people who, funny enough, I'm, 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 I'm praying that Abraham can come with me tomorrow, and if anybody here wants to come with me tomorrow, that's fine, but tomorrow, I was driving in, in the streets, and, and, I, and I, I see homeless people, and I always give them, you know, anything that I can give them, a dollar, a two, if I have an apple or some food. Hey, take it, man. You need it more than I do. And in that moment that I'm giving that dollar to this guy, God says, Alex, the purpose for these kinds of people, for when these people are homeless, is not so that you can help them. It's so that they can bring you back to your humanity and your humility. It's so that you can realize how blessed and how privileged you are to have what they don't have, what they are begging people to have. And God immediately says, you know what, man? And you need to get off your you-know-what, bro. You need, he's, he's telling me this, bro. He's like, you need to get off and you need to, be get, to get real. Tomorrow I'm going to pick up a cardboard sign and say, need prayer? Necesitas oración? And I'm going to stand in that same place where homeless people go to beg. And I'm going to say, you know what, man? I'm not here to beg. I'm here to give. But I'm here to give out of what God has already given me, out of what God has already shown to me, what God has already guided me through. And, and I, I want to say just three things. And, and, and I have a video for you guys. And God, I ask that you guys open up your eyes you open your mind. You don't look at the video because, oh, it's a video and I get to relax and look at my phone. Take the fullness of this video. Uh, be before we show it, the sad truth of this generation 
is that there's more Samsons in this world than Samuels. There's more people mistaking their talent and what God has given them instead of doing what God, instead of achieving what God has made you for. There's more people focused on what they can show on the outside than who God has called them to be on the inside. And people follow and they do more and, 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 and people notice, man. People notice when, when you have something that they need. When you guys get that discovery, when you guys get that revelation, when you guys get to the understanding that purpose is a healer, man. That purpose, there's no room for depression. If depression makes you feel purposeless, when you discover purpose, you feel full, you feel meaningful, you feel like there is a reason to live. That's the biggest problem that I have with atheists and agnostics, and I love them. But they decide to not believe in God, right? They don't believe that there's a creator in this world. My question is, if there is no meaning to this world, if there is no creation to this world, if there is no reason to live, then why is it that they live like if life matters? Because let me tell you, life does matter, right? Our worldview, our, our, our view says that God has created us with reason, with purpose, with understanding. But in theirs, they don't have somebody who's made them like that. They just live to live. And we need, we need, we need so much, so much intentional time. We need to stop spending an hour looking at what other people have and what other people are, are bragging about on Instagram and on social media. And we need to spend that hour seeking for our own purpose and our own satisfaction. I'm not saying that purpose is the answer to everything, but God made you. With reason, God made you with something more than just, hey, go to school, graduate, work, get married, and die. He didn't make you to live a square life. He made you to cause changes, to cause revolutions, man. And I'm not saying that you have to start this world war, but you can have a revolution in one conversation with somebody. I've been having conversations this whole week with, with you guys, with, with, um, with people that are in my leadership team. And there, I know for a fact that there are small revolutions happening. And those small revolutions go increasing and increasing and building on top of each other. And it makes this huge revolution. Whether if it's my life or in somebody else's life. I'm going to read you guys Ecclesiastes 3, and then I want to show you guys the video that, um, that we have for you. Ecclesiastes 3 says, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to turn away. A time to search and a time to quit searching. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be quiet and a time to speak. A time to love and even a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. 
I pray that you guys can be those peacemakers. I pray that you guys can be those love initiators. That people can look for you guys. Because you guys have something and have experienced something that this whole humanity needs. Not even just your generation. There's people dying on a daily basis that have never been given a word of affirmation. That have never been said, hey, you look amazing, man. Hey, I'm thankful for your life. I'm not realizing it, but I literally just practiced it two seconds before coming up on here. I see Lucci in the back stressed, and I'm like, you know what, lady? Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for putting up with stress because it's stressful to get everything going and to make sure that you guys are safe and secure and that you guys aren't just in whatever place that we don't care about you. We want to see you guys succeed. We want to see you guys live your life to the fullest. That whole idea of living your best life, we want that for you. But the thing is that people think that living your best life is sleeping around, going to Coachella, which I have no problem with Coachella, but it's what you do over there. Are you going to be an influencer? Or are you going to be influenced? <laughs> There's not that much room to complain about. You know, when we realize the truth that people have to live through, the reality for some people. Um, and it's beautiful to see how this guy lived through it, man. It's plain and simple. I was depressed. I was wishing that I could have what I didn't. You know, he was transparent, man. If there's ever been a definition for transparency, this guy is a really good example of it. And the final verse I want to leave you guys with is Proverbs 16.4. And you guys heard it before, but I need to highlight something in this. The Lord has made everything for His own purposes. If God created you, God created you with purpose. If you're sitting here today, breathing, looking at the verse, God created you with purpose. But then afterwards it says, even the wicked for a day of disaster. Guys, the devil demons, evil spirits, they exist. And you might not call them that, but I'll tell you what you call them. Depression, anxiety, rage. Suicidal thoughts. Self-harm. Feeling like if you're lost or like if there's nobody to care about you enough. These spirits, man, these evil things, they know their purpose. Satan knows his purpose. He knows exactly what he wants to do to every single one of you. 
wants to see you fail. He wants to see you lose. He wants to see you stay in that situation of depression. But God's purpose is not only for you to live freely from all those. God's purpose is not only for you to be able to have hope, to be able to have somewhere to go, to be able to have someone to go to, but it's so that you guys can also share that experience, share the God that you have gotten to know with others.